Welcome to J-Rod Concerts, the podcast with Jamie Rodriguez. A trip of music discovery, Jamie is picking people he thinks you'll really like. Musicians, artists, producers, and everyone involved in the world of music. Here's your host, Jamie Rodriguez. One of the greatest revelations this year for me personally has been the music of Illicit Ghost. Illicit Ghost, ladies and gentlemen, today's guest on the J-Rod Concerts podcast is absolutely stunning. Stunning, stunning, stunning. She's an artist, she's a producer, violinist, singer, songwriter, playlist curator, has her own show called the Anti-Anxiety Hour. But her music is absolutely gorgeous. It's whimsical. It takes you on on a mental journey, on an emotional journey. Um, I, th- th- there's no really words to describe it. It's absolutely phenomenal, guys. Uh, can't wait for you guys to listen to it. But yeah, Illicit Ghost is a New York-based um, artist. Her music, I would describe it as dark and poetic, really. Um, really completely her own. She's made her own thing. Um, she plays the violin since she was very young. She controls every aspect of her music from the A to the Z. Uh, she doesn't delegate to anybody. So what comes out of the speakers, out of your headphones, is her vision. And um, yeah, her songs are about self-love, emotional strength, the struggles of finding inner peace, stuff that we can all relate on a real deep human level. She has released uh, six original songs to date. I say six because one of them is being released on Friday, uh, August 14th 2020 if i'm not mistaken and each one has its own liberating message you know each one has its own personality its own purpose and she's a really great intense live performer as well so if you're ever in brooklyn new york or wherever you can see her perform do it um so yeah guys we welcome you to the j-rod concerts podcast if you're new to the show as usual we ask you to please subscribe and give us five stars uh that means a lot to us guys it really does it's it's kind of like your way of like encouraging our hard work and and like the fact that what we're doing you're liking it so we appreciate when you do it so without further ado guys this is illicit ghost on the j-rod concerts podcast Awesome. Oh my God. I'm so, I'm, I have to tell you, after listening to all your stuff this past week and research and everything, I'm so excited to have you on the show, Elizabeth. Thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, look, each of your songs, honestly, is like a unique diamond. Each one is like its own thing, unique in the world. We could like dissect each of them for 20 minutes. It's just unique stuff. So thanks for your time. Very nice to hear. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But I have to tell you, the, um, there is only one way that we can start this show. So if you will indulge me just for one second, let me see where I put it. This is the only possible way that we can start this show. Okay. Found your music on the internet And I couldn't get enough of it Now I wanna have a little chat Wanna know where your head is at I 
just wanna talk to you. Find out more about what you do. I just wanna hear your view. Tell me more about what Epic. you do. I'm a holistic ghost. I'll be your host, cause it's my radio. I just wanna hear your view. Tell me more about what you do, what you do, what you do. There you go. Thank you for indulging me. Of course. <laughs> no, I'm impressed that you were able no. to find that. I got I gotta tell you the um for those that don't, that for my audience that may be really confused, Illicit has her own show. It's a, it's a live stream show on Instagram TV, on YouTube. Great show. And that is her amazing theme song. Thank you. Yeah. Like, we need to up our, our theme song game big time. You don't have a theme song, do you? Oh, you I mean, do? We do, but it's like, a, it's like a, we, you know, we got a license from a musician that makes like podcast kind of thing. But that's, there's no gong. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, if you need a theme song, I'd be happy to help you out. <laughs> oh my God. Thank you so much, Elisa. Yeah, that's epic. So, sorry. Thank you for indulging me with that. I had to do it. I had to do it. Couldn't resist. Um, so yeah, Elisa, you know, first of all, how are you doing? Like, like as a human, how are you doing with like this crazy time? It's very hard. It's hard to exist and to really feel and just take in everything that's happening um because there's so much going on at once yeah um but for me you know it's really important to keep myself grounded and to use the tools that i have to do so or else you know it just gets too overwhelming you know you turn on the news you see one horrible thing after another right it's a very uncertain time and it's it's definitely it's hard to exist yeah i think so i think so what what were the expectations of you like coming into the year and then like you know before march and then as march came along and everything kind of like hit the fan so i didn't have any major performances planned um my plan was to basically just stay in and write for like half of the year and then try to get music out for the second half of the year um so I, and to be honest with you i stay in by myself a lot of the time i'm not really out much um yeah. i like to be alone i like to work on my music all day and record so in that aspect not much has changed for me you know i was still able to work from home and try to accomplish what I was trying to do. Um, but, you know, for some, you know, for other people, it's very, very hard. You know, it's a hard adjustment to having to be home all the time. And I totally get that. Yeah, yeah. Like, by, like you don't have the option, really. Like, even though it's in your nature, it's like, you know, you can't go see a movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Okay, cool, cool. And where were you like in March, uh, or like, you know, early March, late February, like when, when you realized like what, what was happening? Were you like in New York recording? What was happening? Yeah, I was in New York. I had actually just got back from traveling, um, like on March 1st, as soon mm. as things really started to happen. Um, but yeah, you know, I'm, I'm in Brooklyn. So yeah, it was definitely I was very, very anxious living here and I couldn't go outside. I didn't want to go out for a walk, which I usually do every day. Um, but yeah, it was, it was hard at first. Just know, knowing that I couldn't go out was hard. Sure. 
Sure. But, you know, sure. And, and New York at the beginning was, I, I guess, like scary, right? Now it's better. It was um, very, very scary. Yeah, now it's, it's getting better, thank mm -hmm. God. Um, but yeah, I just remember I was like in a state of panic for like a good couple weeks to a month. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I hear from uh, people in New York that like you could hear the sirens, like stuff that here in Florida, even though it's really bad right now, you don't get to, it's not like the city like soundscape, which really can mess with you, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, there were many more sirens than I was used to. And, you know, it's disorienting. Sure, sure. Wow. Wow, Elizabeth. Well, thank you for sharing that. And, um, you know, this, all, this, of course, all has to do with a lot of anti-anxiety stuff that you're putting out. Really good stuff. You have a, we mentioned your YouTube show. It's called The Anti-Anxiety Show, where you have guests, musical guests. Um, some of them, go ahead. Um, yeah, so it's on Instagram Live every week. So, yeah, there um, you go. And also, I do put the episodes up on YouTube um, once they're done. But I started that as a way for musicians to come together and create community around mental health. So for instance, I struggle with a lot of anxiety. And I just wanted to create like a safe space for us to come together and to talk about it. Because I think it's important to voice what we're feeling. And also, one of the best parts of it is just like whoever I have on, they'll share, you know, what they're struggling with. And just knowing that someone else is going through the same thing is, you know, it's, it's good to hear. Of course you don't want to hear it, but you just feel more connected and you know that you're not alone. And especially yeah. for the people watching, um, they'll reach out and say, you know, your show really helped me. I'm struggling with the same thing. And to me, that's like the best reward is just being able to help people and do my best to help them as best I can. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And you do a good job of that and also introducing people to nice artists, right? Um, yeah, yeah. Like, like your first episode, what's her name? Um, but great song, whatever. Yeah. I'm blanking out, but yeah, she's a, you know, I'll, I'll put it later. Um, and you also have a really important, important uh, playlist on Spotify. Yeah, so I started that playlist um, like on a very, very personal level, just as a way for me to kind of relax, like during the day and also at night. And I would put it on at night and just like take a bath and let it play through. And it was very, very soothing for me. Did you start it before this or during? Um, I started it before. Before. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I've had it for like almost, I think almost a year now I've had it makes sense super popular by the way it has thousands of subscribers it, it's fantastic fantastic playlist but yeah go ahead i'm just happy that people are liking it and subscribing and um because they have told me that it's helping them like deal with their anxiety from day to day which is great to hear yeah yeah so, so the reaction to people's playlist has been positive yeah um and i do like for my whole life i've found music to be very very healing so that's kind of why I put the playlist together. It's just like as a way to heal. Very nice. No, it, it's got a, it has a great mix. You know, it has everything from your things, which are fantastic, to, you know, Benny King and Leon Bridges and Kurong Ben. It, it's, it's a fantastic mix. Mm -hmm. uh, and you're also the curator, like, right? People can suggest things for you to add to this playlist, right? It's, well, yeah. Um, it's not like a collaborative playlist. I... You know, I update it every week with new music that I find. Yeah. You know, anything that I like that makes me feel relaxed, I put it on there. You're very selective. Uh, we were I am. Good. I am. 
because it takes a very special song to make me feel it's two things relaxed and free ah very nice okay. and when I say free i mean like from my mental prison that i've created for myself yeah absolutely that's it wow cool so yeah we'll, we'll definitely put the link to that on all over the description because it's it's great stuff um i want to talk to you about your early life a little bit if that's all right with you so you know you are a very accomplished uh, violinist multi-instrumentalist you started playing the violin so young you were three years old huh so that is like the thing that i remember the best about my childhood is like just being three and waking up on saturday mornings and going to lessons and just I remember just hating it because it's like a very exhausting instrument like first of all you have to hold it the right way and second of all you have to put your fingers in like the exact spot that they need to be in or else you get in trouble by your teacher and I just yeah. remember being anxious like the entire time but I'm happy that I learned how to do it because now I'm able to in like incorporate it into my own music in the way that I want to incorporate it and not just how I used to do it, which was, you know, you read the music, you play Vivaldi. Okay, you have to be soft here, you have to be loud here. It was very constricting for me. So now I'm happy to just do it however I want. Yeah, yeah. Do you come from a musical family? Because three is, 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 pretty, is pretty young. So did someone push you or encourage you to, to get into all this stuff? Yeah, um, my parents did. Good, um, good, so awesome. Very fortunate for that. Yeah, absolutely. That's great. Uh, you once mentioned how exciting it was uh, early on to learn to put emotion into your playing, right? Like, you know, with the violin slowing down your vibrato, how you could communicate so well, for example, with that. Do you find yourself sometimes communicating better with your instruments than like verbally? Oh, for sure. Like, I am not good at speaking. Um, I can definitely like express myself a lot better through music and through lyrics as well. Um, I just feel the most comfortable when I'm performing, to be honest with you. And just like have, like knowing what I'm going to say and knowing what I'm going to play is like makes me feel relaxed. But, you know, speaking is not my strong point at all. Okay. Well, I think yourself, you're, you know, you're modest, but you're a fantastic host and, you know, you're, you're great interviewee and all that stuff. But I hear you. I hear you, though. Um, so, Elicit, tell me a little bit about, like, when you, when you discovered people like Dave Matthews Band, right? And, and Boy Tinsley and, and all these people who could play the violin in, in refreshing ways that you, that you had not heard before. Opened your world, right? Oh, totally. I mean, I didn't realize it at the time, but, you know, I was drawn to that music for that reason. Um, and then later on, I realized, oh, wow, like, I actually, this is why I'm doing this. It's because I saw those people, you know, when I was younger, I would go to the shows and I would see them perform and it kind of just became normal. I was like, oh, okay, maybe I can do that one day. And then, you know, I tried it and... That was that, but it was great to to see them doing it and putting violin in pop music and yeah. in rock music. Like it was definitely different from the norm, but I was always drawn to that kind of sound. Yeah, that that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, I, I want to ask you about a few of your songs. Um, Wide open. Let, let's start with Wide Open. I, I just want to touch on a, on, a, on a couple of them. Wide Open is a beautiful song. Uh, I don't know which one's my favorite, by the way. Impossible to pick. It has a delicate melody beautiful rhythm, 
but also raw, right? I'm beautiful. I'm very brutally honest, but beautifully done in the lyrics. Um, you know, that when you say, say it to my face, do it right, wide open, because it gets me every time. These are things that like everyone in one way or another, whether they're musicians or not, can relate. Um, can you just tell me a little bit about that song? Sure. So, you know, along the way of my journey, I've had people telling me no a lot. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they aren't like upfront about it. And for me, I just thought it was better to hear it. I just like to hear things. I like when people are blunt, like, tell me what you really think. So that's kind of why I wrote Wide Open, just as a way to say, like, I can take it. Just tell me what you really think. Like, even if it's horrible, like, I can take it. Because along the way, I've learned to kind of, like, let things bounce off of me, which I think is, Mm -hmm. like, an important skill to have, especially if you're a musician. I mean, you get criticism from all angles you get it on social media you get it from people you know you get it from people you don't know like in real life so I think it's just important to know how to handle criticism how to take it well and if it's coming from someone you respect then definitely you know think about it and try to process it but if it's coming from someone that's just kind of trying to bring you down and you can tell, you know when that's happening. Then let it bounce off of you and let it kind of fire you up so that you can keep going and you can keep creating. Mm. You bring something interesting here, Elizabeth, because maybe back in the day, you know, you had to worry about maybe your friends and your neighbors saying, oh, how is she going to pay the bills or whatever? And the music press, like maybe you had to pick up Hot Press magazine or something and read a review. And that would be it. But social media really brings like a whole different like universe of it too, right? Definitely. I mean, everybody's a critic on social media. Oh my God. Yeah, really. for sure. It's, it's really hard, I think, for artists to be on social media at this point in time because when people are behind a screen, they become this powerful person that they're probably not in real life. And <laughs> Definitely they, not, oh, yeah. Say whatever comes to their mind, no matter how nasty it is. Yeah. And you just have to, you have to be like, okay, and just kind of laugh at it. Cause it's like, okay, you know what? Maybe I'm doing something right. If you're having that kind of reaction towards me. Yeah. Is there, I can't look at it any other way just for my own peace of mind. But yeah, I think it's just important to let that stuff go mm-hmm. and, and don't, don't feed it. No, no. It's almost like probably the better you're doing, the more people are going to hate for lack of a better word. So you're doing something right listen um yeah definitely so let's talk about precious for a second also really great stuff um very cinematic i just love how cinematic it is right uh your bass playing in it on point oh thank you uh, yeah 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 but uh, i i love i love when i read uh, the unconventional recording methods you used right is it true that for example you recorded the song vocals under your covers yes nice tell us about that so um it's easier for me to record under my covers because no one that's living in the place can hear me. And vocals are like a very, very personal thing for me. So it's best for that reason. And also because you don't want any background noise coming in and I don't have a vocal booth in my bedroom. So it just felt like that was the best way to record it. Yeah. Epic, epic. And Drunk and Alone. I think that's my favorite. Honestly, oh. I, I, I know I said it's hard to pick a favorite, but I keep coming back to Drunk and Alone. Uh, 
it's actually a masterpiece, honestly. The piano, just as it starts, press play the piano, and then the haunting voice comes in the background, and then like it's like a ghost whisper, I like to think, mm-hmm. uh, and then the beat. But tell us, a, tell us a little bit about it. I love it because, you know, I, I mean, I haven't been lost in Chinatown, but but I've kind of been lost in Chinatown, like getting dumplings tour and like crazy stuff. And like, it, it just makes, it just clicks. Tell us a little bit about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I wrote that song about, so, you know, living in the city, it's definitely, it was a big transition for me. Um, and I, that's where the line comes from is like, you know, getting lost in Chinatown because when I first got here, I just, would get lost constantly yeah um but it's also kind of like another way to say that i was feeling very very lost like at the time on a personal level um just not knowing what i wanted and feeling very like unsure about myself so that song is kind of like about the strength that i was able to build up and also like to be able to feel like hey i'm okay being alone i'm okay if I don't have this, that, the other thing. I'm fine just with me. It's kind of, it's a song about just taking care of yourself and, and loving yourself and being yeah. okay with silence. Yeah, absolutely. That's it. So when you said you moved to the city, where did you move from, if you don't mind me asking? Um, from Long Island. So from Long Island. Not too big of a move, but, you know, I, I grew up going to the city on the weekends and being right. exposed to it but you know it's it's a whole different it's a whole different world there's so much to learn yeah when you move here but um i'm glad i did it because it really opened my eyes to culture oh yeah sure i, I love new york i i miss it I, I you know i used to travel you know normal times catch shows or or whatever you know every couple months and it's one of the things that like I'm starting to get that New York itch, you know, that get that energy punch in your face. But oh yeah, oh yeah, I yeah. I always miss it. It's it's hard to like not be here if I go away for a little bit. Um, but yeah, I, don't, I it's my favorite city in the world. Like I don't think sure I be anywhere else. Yeah, I'm, I'm Brooklyn's great, by the way. Each one, each area has its own personality. Park Slope, you see all the mothers with the strollers. You go to, you know, it's it's pretty interesting. Uh, empathy. You use that word a lot. It's a beautiful word, obviously. Empathy. Um, important to you in all your songs. But I feel like more this year for many reasons, Elizabeth. Like you said, not only the mental health thing that we're all going through. Um, I mean, it's July. We should all be in Central Park right now enjoying fireworks, right? But with friends, but we can't. So that and 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 also a lot of the social things that have happened like with the black lives matter movement and and whatnot um can you talk to us a little bit about empathy and what it means to you right now well i think empathy is one of the most important things that we can show each other right now i think that change starts from within and we need to be compassionate towards other people and just we need to do better we need to be kind to people that are struggling that are suffering and i think that has the potential to change a lot about the world if we just start from within yeah beautifully said beautifully said about the protests elicit um and the social energy going in the country um i i feel like there's something positively different to them 
uh, what do you think? Do you think that this is going to like kind of just wash over like it's always done for the past years or, or does, does it have some legs? It has legs. Mm -hmm. I think we will see change. I'm positive about the situation um, because it's nonstop. No one's going to stop until there's change. And I agree with that because change needs to happen. Like, you know, right now. Yeah. Not, not a few years from now, like right now. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think maybe like, I think the pandemic has like exposed the cracks in the system that we always knew were there, but maybe we were taking it them for granted or ignoring them. And now it's like, well, it's clear they're there, right? Healthcare, we need to fix it and this and that and gender inequality and the whole thing. Yes. Yeah. There's a lot of change that needs to happen in this country in order for things to be okay. Right now, nothing is okay. And yeah. I'm, you know, I'm happy that we're fighting and we're fighting for change and equality because what other option is there? I mean, honestly, personally to me, there's no other option. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Listen, absolutely. Uh, yeah. I mean, you've been so generous with your time. I want to ask you a couple more questions. You are um, part of Sam Ashes, which is the mega popular like music store, I guess. Um, you're a sponsored artist spotlight. So like they obviously respect your sound as they should and they love you. Uh, how did this partnership come about? And like, it's interesting, right? Like uh, tell us a little bit about it, like what it means and what it's done and whatever. Um, so they contacted me to apply and I did and I got accepted. Um, but it's been nice, you know, I have their support with releases. They'll repost my songs and they'll put it on Instagram, Facebook. Um, and you know, there's a nice discount for gear, which is always helpful. <laughs> That's great, of course. Um, so yeah, no, I'm very fortunate to be a part of their family. That's great, Elizabeth. That's great. Um, and you know, for those of us that have not had the luxury of seeing you perform live, um, you know, your, your music is just beautiful. Uh, but like, can you like maybe give us, how would you describe your live shows, Elizabeth? Um, well, it can vary. Sometimes it's very, very intense and I perform with a full um, all-female band and it gets, I mean, I get a little wild. Um, just in terms of like, I like to walk around the room. I like to sing at people. Not, I don't, you know, I don't try to intimidate people, but I get so lost in my music and I don't know, it just kind of comes out because in real life I'm very reserved and I'm not like that at all. Um, so it can range from that to like, uh, like a solo me playing piano kind of show, which is like, you know, quieter and not as intense. I stay on the stage. Um, but you know, it's been hard to adjust to not performing out live. Yeah. So I've been trying to do live streams every now and then. And yeah. I try to switch those up. Sometimes there's like some crazy lights happening. Other times it's just very stripped down, just at the piano. Um, but yeah, it's definitely been like a huge adjustment and I do really miss playing live. Yeah, yeah. That's a constant, obviously, with every performer, the, the stage, the microphone. Elicit, you've been so kind with your time. This has been fascinating. I, so thoughtful and- Thanks so much for having me. Absolutely, absolutely. And you know what, like, uh, everyone has to immediately check out your music because it is, it's, uh, 
thank Fiona Fetch the Bolt Cutters. Like, it's just amazing, amazing what you're doing. It, it's just another level of it. It's really, really great stuff. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Of course. Of course. And continued success. And thank you so much for your time. Thank you. All right. Take care. Bye.